All right, so this type of malware that the Israeli government is using to try to track down some of these hostages being held by Hamas has a bit of a checkered past. And and quite frankly, because it's there's there's nothing you need to do. This company, the NSO, can just throw the malware onto a device and you don't ever know it's there. But it can be effective in cases like this, but it does have a particularly uh, kind of cloudy history. And it's even banned in the United States. So do you feel comfortable that the Israeli government is doing everything they can to get people back? But but within the framework of of their laws there, it is legal. Let's go to Rick. What's up, Rick? Hi, Chris. Uh, Israel has developed a, a series of weapons like from Raphael Defense, and they are using the artificial, artificial intelligence. They are... Uh, light years ahead of everybody else it's it's just truly amazing if you go online you can track this on youtube and on different social media and uh there was a demonstration at the Howe courthouse in Howe, michigan today i i wear my israeli flag around just to let you know so thank you all right rick uh good stuff i appreciate that 800-859-0957 in the meantime uh, told you of some news that was developing kaylee hall Uh, was on it in the Detroit News, that UAW members at multiple General Motors plants are turning down the tentative agreement struck between the UAW and GM. It's pretty surprising when you consider the types of gains the UAW were able to score. But as we stand now, um, 52% have voted in favor of the deal, 48% have voted against it, and there still is outstanding facilities that need to vote on it. Is this thing really in danger of going under? Merrick Masters is a business professor and labor expert at Wayne State University and joins us. Uh, Merrick, good to have you. This is um, pretty surprising, I think, when you consider the type of endorsement that Sean Fain had put on these deals. Well, it was widely touted as a record contract that achieved record gains for the members. And yet you have a situation in which one of the companies, the members at that company are just by a very narrow margin supporting ratification of the tentative agreement. And there are still 20 sites outstanding that have yet to report. So as of this moment, I believe about nine sites have voted against ratification among the production workers. And there are about 14 that have voted in favor. So I think there is about an even chance when you look at it now that it could go down. You know, Sean Fain was was really, I I think, boisterous once these these deals were were agreed upon um, that you mentioned touting them as record deals. And, And it seems like they were. Is this a case of Sean Fain overselling and under delivering as a reason for some of the apprehension to these to to this deal? Why do you think some of these uh, rank and file UAW members are thumbing their nose at this deal? Well, I think part of it is that he wanted to demonstrate the benefits of the agreements. And if he signed off on them, he obviously should be in a position there where he wants to articulate why it's a good deal. At the same time, he probably got out ahead of the membership. You always got to let the membership decide and you can't take anything for granted. And you've got to make the case very forcefully to members 
and they'll vote depending upon their particular situation. And in this case, some of the chatter that you hear in the background is that legacy workers, those that hired before 2007, are really not particularly impressed with the agreement because they benefited relatively less under the agreement than some of the other workers did. Hmm. You mentioned uh, the the sites that haven't uh, voted yet on this deal to ratify. Are are these larger plants? Are these smaller plants in, they're, in they're, relation they're, to some they're, others? They're, they're highly varied. There are some plants that um, assembly plants that have yet to report. And you have one at Flint, for example, and there are other, I think, um, Lansing, Grand Rapids, they have yet to report. And you will have a situation in which once they do um, um, make their decision and if they do decide to reject it, the union will have to face several difficult decisions. Well, and that's where I was going next. So let's take the worst case scenario here and the rank and file turn this thing down. Where do we go next? Well, I think the first question the union has to decide is whether or not it's going to call out the workers on strike. The second thing it's going to have to decide, how is it going to maintain the pattern across the companies? If a GM, for example, is the only one that rejects the contract and they go back to GM to negotiate a better contract, how do they enforce that agreement if they're able to get it at the other two that presumably have tentatively uh, or at least ratified the agreement based on their vote. So that's going to be difficult. Um, It will, I think, complicate strategically the situation that the union has in moving forward uh, to try and get this uh, settled so they can proceed to try and organize the transplants and other non-union facilities. And and again, from just from a worst-case scenario standpoint, I mean, I think the auto companies have looked at these deals as, um, you know, it's all, it almost feels like uh, what it's going to feel like for us in a couple of weeks or, or a couple of days on Thanksgiving. Everybody's going to be very full. The pants are going to feel a little tighter. Everybody, it seems like these auto companies felt like they made a lot of concessions here. It, it's going to be very difficult, I'd imagine, to have to go back to the bargaining table with a company that feels like they really pushed the boundary on what they were able to give. Well, even Sean Fain last week said that, he got every last dollar out of them, uh, and he didn't think that there was much more to get because otherwise he wouldn't have called off the strike. Mm. Um, under those circumstances, you have to ask yourself, what can they reasonably expect to get that would be a significant improvement? Uh, could they go back, for example, and get a 30% wage increase? If they were to do that at one company, if GM were to hypothetically agree to that, uh, would the other two companies go along with it? Does this, do you believe, put a, a, a chink in the armor of of Sean Fain? I mean, I, I don't know his approval rating after the this negotiation and, and this strike, but I have to imagine it's it's pretty high. Is Do you think that this would, would knock him down a peg in the rank and file's eyes? Well, I, I, I think this, to some extent, has to be uh, considered a referendum on his leadership and uh, that if you have a company that turns it down, there are obviously reasons why they did, and those need to be discerned and responded to to the extent that the leadership can Even if it's approved, I think that they need to take a look at this and realize that uh, they may have traded one set of um, 
equities in terms of how they handled this contract for another set of inequities that in terms of how they treated the more senior workers, uh, those who've been there the longest and got what they considered to be relatively less in the agreement than some others did. When do these votes need to be in? I believe at um, GM and Ford, they're due by the 17th. So okay. it's very soon. Still have some time maybe to even uh, try to con- convince some of these plants. Well, you, you've got to ask yourself, you know, to what extent do um, workers turning it down at one site maybe influence or involved sure. in the work at another site to say, look, uh, if this isn't going to pass overwhelmingly, we might as well avoid voice our concerns right now when we have a chance to. Great point. Merrick Masters at Wayne State University. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time as always. Pleasure being here. Thank you yep. very much. You, you got it. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJ. Can I fit David real quick? All right, let's go to David Rochester. Hello, David. Hey, Chris. Hey. Yeah. We know this is not going to happen. I mean, what's not, what do you I mean? mean what's not, what's not going to happen? We know, we, we know it's approval. The okay. vote right now, Go back in history, look at these votes, and everyone says, oh, my God, this is, this is not passing. It happens all the time on these contracts. The people know where, know where they are in line. They, they know it. They're not, going, they're not going to upset the apple cart with their no vote. Mm-hmm. They're just showing their, 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 their protest that the automotive companies can't take their vote for granted. They just want a, a sense of finicky protest, uh, and, and that's all they're sending. They, I guarantee you the other plants down the line know where the vote stands, and there's not a chance in uh, Snowball's chance that it's not going to be approved. I mean, Dave, Merrick Master says it's a toss-up right now. I mean, that, uh, that, that's... Okay, I like, to, I like to go on the betting markets and take that bet. I, I mean, mean fair. Like I mean, look, I, I, you feel confident, and that's great. I, I, I think it's... I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's damn near 50-50. 52% are voting it's, in favor at 48% or not. time in the voting. I, Dave, I understand. I just think that when you consider the type of work that the UAW did here to get these deals, I mean, these are, these are big-time deals. And for it to be as close as it is, I, I just think it's, it's kind of surprising. Dave, appreciate the call. Got to take a break. More next on JR Afternoon.